Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I put a, a picture up last week on Twitter of a complimentary pass for Club M, which is probably 30 years old. And we got an amazing reaction to it. And I asked, what was your favourite nightclub? And Hunt, where did you go? So I'm just wondering, maybe you could text us in and let us know. The number is 087 Where did you meet your other half? Because most of us would have met nightclubs and bars uh, before social media came along. Most of the people that listen to this radio station, certainly anyway, because the older demographic. So where did you meet? What nightclubs did you go to? What was, the, what was your favourite nightclub? So the question is, if I could bring one nightclub back, it would be blank. Be they in Dublin or anywhere across the country, what nightclubs would you like to see being brought back again? The number is 087-188-0008. Oh, I'm seeing the names of all the nightclubs people went to jets at the back of the airport. Stringfellas. Now, Stringfellas didn't last long in Ireland. It opened up in Parnell Square. It was um, to a lot of consternation at the time. Controversy. Uh, Peter Stringfellow, who sadly passed. He passed away a while ago, I think, actually. He was the king of the nightclubs, they used to call him in the UK. Uh, started off firstly in the UK. Um, and it didn't last long. I think it only lasted about two years. I'm trying to remember when that was. Was it late 90s or something like that? Didn't last long. Because it, it was a stupid place to open. Parnell Street. Who wants to go to a nightclub in Parnell Street, for God's sake? <laughs> At the time, I don't know, it was like, no, you would have took your life in your hands walking around the area. But what are the nightclubs you went to, where you met your partner, where you met girlfriends, where you met your friends? And in those days, for the young people now who don't, have that, and particularly during COVID times, because the nightclubs are all gone now at the moment, and, and many of them sadly will never open again, uh, because that business was already on its knees. It was already on the decline. Um, and this probably was the, just the tipping point that would push them over the edge. Sorry to use a Stephen Donnelly phrase there, but it is the, the, the tipping point. Is <laughs> He says, I live there. Where? Barnell Street. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Barnell Street. I just said at the time, it was a bit dodged. People were saying that. They take the eye out of your head as you're coming out of the nightclub. It was just a silly... From a marketing point of view, it was a bad place to open. Anyway, um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, in, the, in those days, nightclubs, people went for a night out. They didn't go just to drink. Nowadays, students tend to go to nightclubs just to get hammered. In those days, we went dancing. And the drinking was secondary to the dancing. Every nightclub had big dance floors, mad lights. And then all of a sudden, that phase went away back in the kind of late 90s where it just became disco bars became more popular which was more about the drinking and the dancing was a small little dance floor at the side beside the DJ but it wasn't that big so the dancing wasn't the emphasis in those days the dancing was the emphasis and that's where people met on the dance floor and it was a much different time it was a much better time I would love to for one night just go back in time back to the best time 1992 1993 uh, I would have been working in uh, Coco's, Faces and uh, Club M. And they were amazing nightclubs. I remember the music. I remember going in. I remember the excitement as a DJ of going into a record shop and buying yeah, record shop. For those who don't know, they used to sell the vinyl things. Uh, buying uh, records that people didn't know. That was the thing. As a DJ, I wanted to be the one to have the particular songs that other DJs didn't have and banging tunes and play them. And, and when you play them and you had a full dance floor, in Club M, on a good night, we had 1,400 people. And to be honest with you, every night was nearly a good night in Club M at that stage. So we had 1,400 people three or four nights a week. And the dance floor would be heaving. It was like a terrace at a football match with people just dancing to a song that they'd never heard before. 
And then it became very commercial and people just danced to the words of the songs. Anyway, let me just go to Angela. Angela, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? Hi, Mel. How are you? Good. You're not as old as me, so you don't remember some of these clubs. Well, go on. Oh, would you go away? Of course. But not though, Wazy. I'm from Clare. Yeah. So the one, the one down here would have been Fibbers in Bunratty. There was a Fibbers in Dublin oh. too. Fibbers, Fibber McGee's. Yeah, and it was Fibber McGee's down here as well. But but it's where Bunratty. Because we always thought, it's, there, in a childish way, we always thought that was a funny name. You don't know Fibber McGee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fibbles. Let's go to Fibbles. <laughs> Fibber McGee's. But like, it's where Bunratty Castle Hotel is there now. Um, but it used to be a smaller hotel with the big nightclub. Right. And, oh, my God, like, Friday, Saturday night, you know, um, being dropped out to Fibbers or hitching out to Fibbers. Hitching? You know, hitching. How, and how yes. old were you? I was oh, 18, 19, 20. Okay, in those days, know. it wasn't uncommon for 16-year-olds to be going to over-18 nightclubs. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, no, actually, I, now, I was 17. I, I was 17 when I started going there in March. And then I was 18 in July. So okay. I wasn't and how did you get past the doorman at 17? Did you have like somebody else's ID or your own ID? The fake ID. The most pathetic, stupid looking fake ID you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, somebody mentioned you know? me here, by the way, a text that Fibbers in Dublin is still there, by the way. So there you go. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not here. But do you know what they did actually do? Go back, God, I think it's about six or seven years ago. The hotel um, put on a Fibbers reunion. Yeah. So and sold ticket and it sold out straight away. So it was like everyone that used to go to Fibbers went out there, and it was so much fun. You know, seeing people that you haven't seen in like twenty years. That people used to come from Limerick and Ennis and Shannon and Kilkitts mm-hmm. and from all over to this club life. Yeah, there was but a then, different vibe because I I've worked in nightclubs all over the country. And, you know, and I, and I used to work, and I'm going to come to Keith in a second, I worked in Kildare, I worked in Port Leash, I worked in Donegal yeah. and Letterkenny, um, and a big place up there called well, Bella's was one, and I can't, there was two nightclubs attached to each other, I can't remember their names now. I worked in Warren Point, I've worked in Cork. So I worked all over the country, but there was a very different atmosphere in the, the country nightclubs compared to the Dublin nightclubs. You know, the country nightclubs were more about playing Brian Adams and all that mad shit. And where the Dublin nightclubs were a bit more, how do I say, sophisticated and they were more into the, the kind of British scene, which was the dance music and the house and all that kind of stuff. Well, it was the same. It was, kind of, it was the same down in Fibbers because you would, you'd have all the, you'd have all the dance music. And then, of course, in the middle of it, you'd have the outflow set like. Oh, yeah. The, erec- oh, the erection think- section. The erection section. <laughs> I miss the slow sets like. Well, the slow so, sets disappeared in and around the mid 90s. Yeah. And, I, and I remember it disappearing, which way the, the, the nightclubs were so pissed off that the slow sets disappeared because they made a lot of money out of the slow sets. And the reason, yeah. I mean, I remember my boss in Club M would come down and he'd go to me, right, uh, we're going to close the bar now in about 15 minutes. We'll just go to a slow set there. So the yeah. idea was go to a slow set. So then the lads would go to the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'd get a few pints. And during yeah. the slow set, you'd always say, last call for alcohol. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And everyone just stock up like ten points there. Yeah. So now four cocktails coming. But I just I I I miss that. I you know, going back to over those years. And to be very honest, there wasn't as much drugs, there wasn't as much anything like that. It was just all going out, you know, you you'd have the crash, you'd be up dancing, you'd be you know, you'd be, kids 
kids these days, teenagers, you know, young people don't know what that was like. And then the funniest part was trying to get home. Jeez, I remember we'd walk home from Bunratty to Shannon because we couldn't get a taxi at four o'clock in the morning. How far was that? Uh, about uh, six, seven K. Right. <laughs> is, th- is there a cat in the background there? No, that's me. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, th- I thought I I'm heard a cat. I thought a cat noise in the background there. Okay, <laughs> so we'll no stay noise. there a second. Let me go to Keith as well. Keith, you're in Ireland's class of kids. How are you doing, Keith? Noel, how are you doing, you all? Good. You'd, you'd miss the nightclubs, Keith, wouldn't you? Definitely miss the Noel, yeah. They were the days, I'll tell you. How old Some are you? Class. How old are you, Keith? Uh, I'm 41 on Monday, actually. Ah, you're a young fella, for Jesus' sake. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so where did you go, Keith? Uh, we used to go religiously to uh, a nightclub called Dowland's Nightclub in Prosperous County Kildare. And that was like, um, that was the place we went every weekend. Jeez, we I, I worked in Kildare in a nightclub there for about a year um, on a Friday night. Uh, Which one was that? It was in the Curra Lodge. It was called Snaffles. Oh, Snaffles. Yeah. Often went to us. Often went to us. Yeah, Great yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Worked, I worked there, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a good spot. And I remember I used to give a mate of mine a lift because uh, he lived in Kildare and I was working in the radio station at the time and I was doing this Friday night gig in Snaffles and he said, you know, do you mind? He said, I go home to me at the weekend. Can I grab a lift with you on a Friday? And I said, fine. And then he started bringing his friend with him and his, yeah. fri- his friend was Ray Darcy. So, no way. Yeah, because no I think Ray is from Kildare, isn't he? Yeah, he's from the Curry, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I gave him a lift a load of times, right? And then, I, and then I met Ray Darcy at the Radio Awards and he pretended he didn't know who I was. But there you go. Very oh, <laughs> good. Brilliant. So, yeah. Kildare is a good spot. It is, yeah. So you had all the, you had all the nightclubs. You had the Ambassador. Yeah. You had the Course in Ace. You had the, the Nijinsky's. That yeah. was in um, with Nijinsky's. We had uh, the Bar House. And what we was that? I worked in one in Minute as well there. Um, the big... In, uh, the Glen Royal in Minute. Yeah, no. Go back about uh, 15 years ago, there was one in Manute. The Roost. What was it called? The Roost. The Roost. The Roost, is it? As you come well, into, not- yeah, okay, into Manute, uh, from the main, you know, you come into the main street from Dublin. If you turn, oh, turn uh, left, yeah. it's just on the left-hand yeah. side. Mantra, Mantra. Mantra, yeah, but that was the LA before that. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. okay. Fabulous yeah, yeah, nightclub, yeah. by the way, Mantra was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mantra was good nightclub, Is that, yeah. is that still there? Is Mantra still there or is it gone? Uh, yeah, it's called the. I think it's called the Coach and Horses now, or something like that. I it's, wonder. I wonder how many of these will open back up again after COVID because they've all been closed for a year at least yeah. at this stage, and they were already yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, well, yeah, well, the Court and Ace is a fairly reputable place. Like a lot of people go to that, you know, that's still open. Yes. So, See, there was a, there was a time a nightclub was an event, and you could charge punters in, so the, the pubs would close at half eleven. Because in those days, you didn't have the disco bars, the, the late disco bars, yeah. right? Pubs would close yeah. at half eleven. Nightclubs would be full by, say, 12 o'clock. People would come out of the pubs, go into the nightclubs. And the, in Club M at the time, it was, on a Saturday night, 15 euro into Club M. When I worked in, that was the, I worked in Club M for 18 years. It was 15 euro in. You wouldn't get 15 euro into a nightclub. Now, you wouldn't get people to pay 15 euro to go into a nightclub. You'd be looking to get any money Niall, off Niall, I, I, when I, Niall, when I was going to Fibbers, it was a fiver in. Now... Because we knew the owners, we never had to pay, and we just went yeah. Women tend women tended to flirt their way in the door. Sorry, yeah, Keith. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, to, I lived in London for about ten years now, and I went to a club uh, called um, it was called uh, geez, what was it called again? It was up in geez, I can't think of the bloody name of it now. 
That was a great nightclub. It was a real Irish nightclub over there. Okay. It's called the Swan. The Swan, actually. That was the name of it. But uh, in Stockwell. And it was owned by a Cork woman. Right. And that's still running there now, so it is. And that was £15 to get in there. Yeah. But it'd be packed out with full of Irish people there all the time. I mean, when you think about it, we, in Club M, we had 1,400 people in a 15 euro ahead before they bought a drink. There was some money being made. Uh, but in saying that, that was kind of why the nightclub industry started to plummet because you had all these late disco bars opening, numbers went down. Yeah. And then the nightclubs couldn't really charge people anymore because they couldn't just, it couldn't justify asking somebody for 15 quid, say in the case of Club M at the time. Now, Club M, of course, is still there, by the way. Um, it wouldn't be obviously as busy as it was in those days because it was the kind of big era of the clubs. Now, I don't know whether all these nightclubs will reopen again, but say Buskers opened at the time. Buskers Bar and Fleet Street there down the road and people could have stayed there so it was hard to ask people for 15 quid when they could have stayed in Buskers for the whole night anyway. But I, I remember yeah. if, if you went to the Ambo, Nile, um you would get food like in the middle of the night for the 15 yeah. pounds. Oh, but well, that was a legal requirement. Yeah, yeah, you had to have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get <laughs> sausage, chips, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but so. there was an up to... The, the licensing laws changed in the late 90s, I think it was, or the early part of 2000. And up to that point, there was a legal requirement for every nightclub to serve food because they were operating on a hotel license. So technically yeah. speaking, everybody in there was meant to be a guest of the hotel. That right. was the, so, so for that reason, there had to be a supper served or a meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, always bizarre. Well, you, but you know what? Niall, yes. I, I remember going back to those days, like, Little kind of phases came through that lot. Oh, we've lost you. Have we lost you? She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> anyway, hang on. Stay there a second. I'll go to Anne as well. Anne, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Anne? Hiya, Niall. Hiya. I'm really enjoying this. Because I'm thinking, when I went to nightclubs, you weren't even born. Was I not? Oh, what what, what age home? are you? 70. Oh, you're 70. Oh, you don't sound yeah. 70 either, just like Helen Ireland. Oh, well, you sound yeah. very young. I'm 70, yeah. All right. Where, um, where did you go? The Go-Go. Right. And the Flamingo. Do you remember? The, did you ever hear the Flamingo? The Flamingo was out, uh, out there in Stillorgan. No, it was in O'Connell Street. Oh, that was a different Flamingo. Then I'm thinking of Flamingos yeah. that was out in Stillorgan Park no, Hotel. No, no. Just, and when I went to the nightclub, Monday, Wednesday... Monday and Wednesday, it was only two and six in. Two and six. And then at two, two and six. Yeah. Because we weren't in decimal then. And on a Saturday, it was five shillings. Five shillings, 25 pence. Yeah. yeah. Which I, was big money, I, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what, did they, did they have a DJ or a band, live music? They had live, the Go-Go had live music. Yeah. And the Flamingo would have live music at the weekend. Right, and a DJ during the week, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because DJs weren't really popular if you go back that far. Well, the DJs uh, became popular, and, and you're being from Dublin, obviously. You'll remember Shivago. Yeah. Um, Shivago was when, yeah, do you remember, and Barbarella's, and all uh, those. Never er- went on the TV yeah. club. Mm. Um, they all you came see? in, yeah, they came in around the 70s, so that's when the DJs yeah. became popular. Well, I think I would have been about 15 yeah. when I was going to them. To the Go-Go and Flamingos. To the Go-Go. The Flamingo. And, and whereabouts in O'Connell Street was the Flamingo? It was right on O'Connell Street. I, now, I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember. The, I think the go-go was off kind of Grafton Street earlier. Right. You know, my memory is not that good because... Would the Flamingo time. have been where ha- McDonald's is, just beside where McDonald's is now? Near this, enough to 
bit. Yeah, yeah. because there used and to be a cinema upstairs. there as well at one stage. Yeah, you went, yeah, you went up the stairs. Where, where uh, that's exactly where it is. Okay, well, I know where it is. So the Flamingo obviously became the new Metropole, uh, which was a cinema. Do you remember the new Metropole? No, it wasn't that there. Do you know? I actually think. You know, when you no. come across the Connell Bridge from the south side, okay? Yeah. And you go mm-hmm. about 100 yards up before you come to the GPO. Uh, about 100 yards yeah. up on the left-hand side. If you look up, there's a building that has like an arch on it. And it's yeah. now, I think it's a KFC or a McDonald's or something. I don't know what it is now. But yeah, there used to be a beautiful Chinese right. restaurant there at one stage. But uh, calls, I can't remember what it was called. But yeah. I, there was a cinema there and I think there was a club there before that. Yeah, no, I can't. I, 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 I really, I'm trying, I'm very bad on directions. I'm trying to visual, I can see it in my mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and was it good? Ah, uh, you know what? I lived for it. Yeah. I, and that's where I met, you know, I heard people talking about the first love. Yeah. There was a guy who used to come with his two sisters. Now, it's a bit weird when you think about it now. Right. And I was mad about him. Yeah. And he eventually asked me out. Right. And I went out with him. And I was that mad about him, I couldn't even talk. <laughs> and we went out twice. And then he told me I was too young. Ah, oh, no. And young girl. And what, you, you were 15. I've been about 16 now at this stage. Right, okay, okay. Like, we used to go, like, I walked from I was 14, so we used to go, like... See, that know, was the difference. See, this is what I said yeah. to... I was explaining this to somebody the other day about the nightclub industry, and, and maybe Keith, a little bit young to understand this, but maybe you're not, Keith. Thanks. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, I'm somewhere in the middle between the two years, right? But but mm-hmm. but between when I worked in the nightclubs, what I believe it was at its peak, right? And the nightclubs were at their peak from 1985 up to about 1995, right? And the reason they were at the peak then was because that generation, they finished school at 16 or 17 years of age. Most of us didn't go to college, Keith. We went straight to work. So we had money. Whereas nowadays, mm-hmm. kids don't have money. Hence, uh, when you come into the 2000s, they had to bring in the student nights with the cheap drink just to get the students in. Because what mm. happened was... We were adults at eighteen. Do you understand, Keith? What I'm saying without being patronised? Yeah, we were, we were, we were working by in, in obviously in your generation, Anne. You were adults mm-hmm. at four, fourteen, or fifteen because my parents got married at sixteen. So it's mm-hmm. moved on as time goes on. We beca- became older, being adults, and what killed the nightclub industry was when all the kids suddenly start going to college. Because in my day, they didn't go. There was only one fellow in my class went to college because you had to have money to go to college in those days. You didn't get it subsidised by the but- state. So that's what, killed, that's what killed it, Keith. Well, you think about now, yeah. look, at the, look at the amount of babies and stuff that was born out of nightclubs, so you think about it like back Oh, then, yeah. You know? oh, they yeah. were to, to carry on that was going on down lanes. And <laughs> well, I was all into flower power and I was a hippie. Oh, you were a hippie, were you? And, and I got married in hot pants and I had amazing grace when I was coming down the aisle. <laughs> and you probably, yeah, sat watching, you probably sat watching Woodstock over and over again, did you? Oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hello, Guthrie. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched Woodstock. Hey, there you go, Keith. Have you ever watched Woodstock? No. Oh, ah, you haven't lived. Sure. <laughs> you no haven't. Go Google it tonight. You haven't lived. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, of course, but that tied in with what was going on in America at the time, Anne, which was the flower power. The Vietnam War. Yeah, the Vietnam yeah. War and flower power and all that kind of mm. stuff. And if you're going to San Francisco. Oh, oh, you know what? My lad. That's, you know, when they ask me what I have that on um, Alexa. Do you know what I mean? You know your favourite song? Yeah. 
so would be San Francisco, Scott McKenzie, the very first song I pick. There you go. But then, you know what, Niles, that was the best. How did I know that one, Anne, huh? <laughs> I don't know. And then the other one, all the leaves are brown, the leaves are oh. brown, and the sky is grey. Keith, you're lost here, aren't you? Showing your age there, <laughs> <laughs> So stay there for a second, both of you. Let me go to Jared. Jared, you're not in Classic Kids. How you doing, Jared? Hi, how are you getting on? How old are you, Jared? I'm 21, Niall. Okay, you're only a child compared to the rest of us oh, here. <laughs> yeah. Where did you go? Uh, it, was, it was in Galway City, DNA, DNA in Karma. Oh, I know it well, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was... Hey, that you was know, a, it's still there, I think, isn't it? It's still there, yeah. Well, they haven't been open for a long time, actually, but they're still... Yeah, and one um, of the, the, the big nice CJs was a big one in Galway. Um, in Salt Hill, I think that's. I don't know whether that's still there or not. I would have thought it in before my time now, night. Yeah, what other big nightclubs are there in Galway? Jesus, uh, well, you have Monroe's as well, but it's more of a live was, venue. Yeah, there was there was Carbon for a long time. Yeah, um, there was Karma, DNA, Queens. Uh, Is there there's Queens? A, there's Electric, right? Um, that's as many as I can name. And did you, Jared? did you go to the nightclub to dance or did you go to drink? Ah, uh, well, I'd be going to drink, but I'd often end up dancing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, when the drink gets on to you. Yeah. <laughs> Keith, did you go to the nightclub with the intention of hearing the music and dancing or the intention of getting pissed? Uh, a bit of both, I'd say, back in the day, I'll tell you that. Yeah, see, the women, the women were different. The women went to have a good time and to dance. And I'm sure Am will verify that for me. There was no drink when I was going to them. Where's there it was at? No drink served. No, no. Well, different times. Go back to, go back, yeah, go back to the fifties. Right. And so, what did you, what did you drink? Coca Cola. Yeah, or lemonade, or lemonade. Absolutely no, no. Seriously, there was no drink sold. So where, that, where? That, so if you wanted to go for a drink, where, where was there any clubs or live live venues that sold alcohol? Well, I'm sure. No, not when, when I was going to them. No. They were, none of them sold. Okay, so you'd alcohol. have to go to a pub to get the alcohol. Yeah, and you wouldn't have gone into a pub. Why not? You know what I mean, at 15. Oh, well, at 15 you wouldn't have gone in, no. You, you no, wouldn't. because and... that's when I, I mean, I got married when I was 20. So, do you know what I mean, a lot of that stopped. Yeah. But from 15 to 20, you wouldn't have gone into a pub. And it was different at the time, too, particularly for women, because... It, a pub was more of a place for men at the time in those days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you wouldn't see a woman in their skull and pints not, no, no absolutely not no that's, no. that's a kind of very and we'd walk home I'd walk, I lived in Drimna right. and we'd walk from O'Connell Street to Drimna if we missed the last bus the and last was, bus was half eleven <laughs> that's right yeah yeah they didn't have the vomit comet no. in those days no no and, we, and did you feel safe doing it absolutely yeah I I hitched to Coo Hill when I was before my 1632 a flat on my own. See, lads, are you listening to this, this independent I woman? I wild, like, yeah. In fairness, who used to walk in the night? Sorry, who's saying that in fairness? Who said that? Keith. Sorry, Keith. In fairness, back in the day, we used to walk home from the nightclubs as well. with yeah. no taxi. So, yeah, no, it was different back then. Yeah. You just, you did like... Absolutely. Yeah, and Jared, have you ever walked home? You're 31-year-old oh, we've child. Walked, we've been fucking... We've walked from... Um, many places home like we've I've, I've been up in Donegal and places and we walked for miles and we would know the way home <laughs> but we, we still can't walk on it uh, I did, did you have a few drinks on you as well which oh, wouldn't help 
we have a lot of drinks on us. Sure we're probably too drunk to use the phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and do you, would you still, I mean, obviously COVID times, there's no nightclubs open. But are, are you looking forward to going, would you go back to a nightclub or are you think you're past that stage of your life now? Uh, I'll, I'll go back to them. I'll yeah. go back. I do, I, I, I do enjoy a, a quieter drink now more so than I would have back yeah, then. But I yeah, still, you know, you, there are signs when you know you're getting old. Like Ashley pointed one of them out to me today that she finds herself now when she gets into her car, she's switching to Radio 1. That's a kind of sign you're getting, you're getting old. <laughs> because you don't want to hear loud music anymore. You just want to hear a bit of talk. I think I think the nightclub industry is finished yeah. uh, and I think that's really sad you, you, I mean look yeah. I think the disco bars will do well they'll open back up again particularly the weekends I think the yeah. weeknight stuff has probably gone completely maybe special events but I think I, I do believe the smoking ban was the start of the nightclub decline uh, yeah, the generational really. change was a big part of it too then uh, along came the disco bars made it even worse and then on top of that, they yeah, now have COVID, which is the final nail in the coffin. And I think that's going mm. to be a complete change. Because look, yeah. these things change. I mean, in, in Anne's days, there was no nightclubs. It was just uh, the, the, the dance halls, as they used to call them in those days. They were called, it was a different scene altogether. I worked in one of the first nightclub, nightclubs, so to speak. Um, and that was Sardis. And it was in the Country Club Hotel, which is now called the Lynx Golf Club. And it's a beautiful place now, actually, but at the time it wasn't being so beautiful. But um, that was the first club that had kind of big speakers, spinning lights, and we had a lit up dance floor like in uh, Saturday Night Fever. And that was probably one of the first nightclub nightclubs, if you know what I mean. And I worked there just before it closed down back in the, I think my first gig, 1982, 83. Yeah, I'm old, lads. Um, let me just You're go. Not as old as me. I'm not as old as you. I'm certainly not as old. Let's go now. But I just want to say before I go, I really want to thank you because you kept me sane for the last year and a half. Ah, thanks. I hope I keep you sane forever too, Anne. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you have a lovely I, evening. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, and let me just go to Jared as well. Jared, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Jared? Oh, it's a Caroline. Sorry, Caroline. I do apologize. I've already been to Jared. Caroline. Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing? Where did you go? We went to the Highland in New Market. Okay. All right. Was it good? It was the best place ever to go. You had everything up of there. So we used to get the bus from where we lived. It was about 20 minutes away. We got a free bus up to the door. And then you had bands, you had food. And the corner was vile, but it was there. Right. And the bands and discos, it was just the best time ever. But the Cork scene was probably as big, if not better, than the Dublin scene, to be honest with you. Well, like, Newmarket was rural. Yeah. It was... It's, well, it's a good hour outside Cork City. It wasn't, a, it wasn't in a city. It's a small town. Mm. You had people coming, you had buses coming from all over. Yeah. And packed. What, what year was that, Caroline? When you, what, uh, what era? Well, we were going from, I suppose, 1992 to 96. Right, okay. That was a good time for nightclubs. It was the best time. It would have been yeah, heaving, I imagine. It was heaving, was it? Heaving. I like that. 15, 16. 100 people. Clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Jammers. Yeah. Yeah. And the, can you remember who the DJ was? Eric Griffin. Eric Griffin. Yeah. And was he, he was good. Was he in 96 uh, FM or one of those? Yeah, he was brilliant. He was great yeah. DJ. Yeah, it was all, with everything, a range of everything. It wasn't like now to have to be. Yeah. And was it, I mean, 19, that, that would have been kind of dance music. So you would have been into 1996. I suppose there was a lot of R&B out there and you would have had Destiny's Child, all that kind of stuff in and around that time. <laughs> It um, wasn't even really. It was like the band. We used to go for the bands, like the Stunning used to play there. Oh, Adeline, right. Yeah. Link. Yeah. 
All so right. All of those, and you'd have a, a disco afterwards. Right. So, yeah. So and when, did you get hammered, Caroline? Oh, yes, at all. You have to say that because you have kids now and you have to sound respectable, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Isn't no, it? we did, of course. I mean, 20, 20, you take 20 pounds up with you and yeah. you'll get my good and drunkenness. Isn't this? The, but, here's, but here's an interesting thing. Now, I don't know about Cork, but certainly Dublin. Mm. The price of a pint now is not much different to what it was 20 years ago. Really? I mean, in, in nightclubs. I mean, I, I don't drink, so I don't really know. Keith, are you still there? Yeah, still here, yeah. Okay, how much is a pint? Have you went to a nightclub now, Keith? How much is a pint? Oh, jeez, I don't know. I suppose it's around... It's definitely minimum of five or an Yeah. Quid. Well, they, yeah. well they, Ashling's telling me 6.30 in some places, right? Uh, Jared, you're a bit younger. How much is a pint, Jared? A disco hour <sighs> Five club. euro, five fifty maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, if I go back, Caroline, to what you're yeah. talking about in the, in the late 90s and the mm-hmm. mid-90s, I remember in Club M, it was, it was probably about 5 for a pint. Uh, I remember, Niall, we used to go to a nightclub in, in Time and Ace there. I don't know if you oh, Time, that. yeah. That was a bit, very yeah. popular club, yeah. And when the time, so as it gets on in the night, so it got off 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, the, the drink used to get more expensive. That's right. They'd put, they, they, they brought in legislation to stop them doing that. There was a yeah. few bars and yeah. clubs were doing that. They were putting the price up after 12 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which was weird. Um, yeah. So you pay like four seventy or something before twelve and yeah. five fifty after twelve. Yeah. But yeah. they still do that in some places, do they? Do they still do that? What? Sorry, Caroline. Yeah, as I know in Killarney, they up until recently when I haven't been going to nightclubs now in a while, but late bars, the later get the price of the drink would go. I know there was a bit of controversy about it when the rugby matches were on. So what was happening was the bars and clubs around Lansdowne Road at the time, or the Aviva Stadium were putting up the prices when the rugby matches were on. So the government said, you can't be doing that. That's kind of wrong and it's immoral. And so they brought in legislation. So then what they start doing was, and the legislation said you had to keep the price the same for a 12-hour period. So what they did was they'd, they'd charge a certain amount from 12 to 12 and at 12 midnight, they'd put it up after that. That's it. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. After 12 o'clock, the prices would go up. Yeah, they could only do it at a 12-hour period. So they had to be open from 12 that day and charging one price before they could increase it to the other price at 12. So they got around the law somehow. Listen, it was lovely talking to you all and thank you very much indeed for, for giving us some memories there. I have loads of other, by the way, texts. Thanks, he is. Uh, loads of other texts coming in, by the way, about the different clubs. And I'm saying, you're on about the nightclubs. Between all of West Cork, we only have one nightclub left, and it's sad a time for young people. They will never experience what we did in our youth. You're absolutely right. You're right. It is sad to see that. They'll never experience what we experienced. And I think I only said to Ashling that I am happy that I think I've probably lived through the best human experience that we're ever going to have. And maybe I'm being a bit selfish by saying that, but I do believe we had the best times for the last 50 years. I think time. I think things are going to change radically after this pandemic, by the way. Uh, not that I want that to see that happening. I would love us to go back to the way we were, and I hope we do. But I think things are going to change radically um, in all sorts of different ways that we won't even know about yet. And I don't think the young people will ever experience what the, the freedoms that we've had and the way we've been able to be... I mean, look, we were trusted. Uh, things went wrong again, every now and again. There was antisocial behaviour, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the pandemic is about uh, cash, war and religion. So wrong. Um, thanks for sharing that with us, by the way. Uh, the Metropole is now pennies. I'm trying to think. The Metropole is on the... Pennies is on the turn, isn't it? As you go into Abbey... Not Abbey Street. Into the lane where... The newspaper is. The Irish Independent, isn't it? Or used to be. Whether it's still there or not. 
The Metropole. No. No. McDonald's on the corner, or is it KFC on the corner? I can't remember. There's two of them, one beside the other. KFC is on the corner. You're talking of the next corner. That's the next corner where Penny's is. The Metropole was when you go onto O'Connell Street from O'Connell Bridge from the south side, and you only go up about four or five buildings in the first block before you get to the end. I know Penny's is at Al Street, actually. Yeah, Penny's is up a little bit further on the left. You'd know where Penny's is. Any woman would. If you look up on the left-hand side, a ta- taxi drivers are always great to answer these questions. And I know a taxi driver is going to text in and tell me the answer to this. If you look up, so if you're a taxi driver now, you're driving around the city, right? And you look up, there's a takeaway. I'm not too sure if it's McDonald's or it's KFC or what it is, right? But there's one of them there, Burger Kings. If you look up over it, there's a concrete arch on the building. And that used to be the Metropole. And before that, I think that's what Anna's talking about. I think before that, before that, actually, um, it was Flamingo. And I think after the it was the Metropole, it was a Chinese restaurant. And it was called the Riverboat or so, the Something Sunrise. The Something Sunrise. It was a beautiful, about 25 years ago, it was a beautiful Chinese restaurant. Uh, and now it's just, look, let's be clear about this. And let's be absolutely abundantly clear. O'Connell Street in Dublin is a kip now. It's an absolute and utter dump and we should be ashamed of it. As a capital city, we should be ashamed of O'Connell Street and what we've let it become. It's just a haven for takeaways, casinos, when I say casinos, you know those places with the one the pulley things that you put your money into. It's dirty. It's filthy. The spire is a joke. It's a stupid idea to put. We could have put something so much nicer than that piece of junk we put in the middle of O'Connell Street. It is a kip, O'Connell Street. I know the GPO was there and I'm sorry if I'm offending people. Of course, the GPO is a beautiful building and should be kept beautiful as well. But O'Connell Street itself has become a filthy, dirty kip. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.